There's a good chance you've been hearing more about UFOs lately. That's because later this month, Congress is expecting to receive a long-awaited report from the Pentagon revealing their investigations into unidentified flying objects. But there's also been a handful of examples of pretty compelling video footage captured by the U.S. Navy that was declassified and ended up online. That might also explain this current wave of interest in UFOs. Vox's Dylan Matthews looked into these videos and is here to explain. Hi, Dylan. Hi, Adam. So you reported that there are three videos from the U.S. Navy captured. Can you walk us through each one and what happened? Sure. Um, I, I should say up front that there there are more videos than that that are of interest to people in the UFO world, but but these are the three that have really captured people's imagination. So they're called FLIR, which is a acronym for a kind of infrared camera uh, that's on many uh, Navy and other planes, one called Gimbal and one called GoFast. FLIR uh, captured an incident that happened in 2004, uh, where you also have a lot of eyewitness testimony from pilots, uh, particularly uh, a pilot named Dave Fravor, who's become very outspoken about this, who reported seeing an object he couldn't really understand uh, that was moving incredibly fast, that seemed like it could go 60 miles in a matter of seconds, which is far faster than any human aircraft or or technology. Gimbal uh, shows people monitoring a, a camera um, from Navy planes and commenting on on how fast it it's going and that they believe that there's a whole fleet. Dude, this is a fucking drone, bro. There's a whole fleet of them. Look on the ASA. My gosh. And GoFast uh, shows one object that is on water that appears to be going at a really astonishing speed and also has commentary by people uh, saying how remarkable they find the speed. And so if you look at these in isolation, they, they do look uh, surprising. They, I should emphasize that they're very grainy, low-quality videos. Um, and uh, that's provoked a lot of the controversy about them. But uh, but you are also hearing trained Navy pilots uh, express astonishment at what they're seeing. And I think people of, of that uh, reputation expressing that kind of bewilderment has, has fed into people's interest in this. So these videos from the U.S. Navy, they sound like something that should be classified. How did these end up out in the world on YouTube? Yeah, so the Proximate Origin is uh, a project within the Pentagon called the UAP Task Force. Uh, so UAP uh, stands for Unidentified Aerial Phenomena. It's uh, what researchers today, particularly in the military, like to call what used to be called UFOs, uh, which were were themselves kind of a euphemism early on. But the phenomena part means that it could just be like lens flare. It could be something that isn't an object, per se. But the UIP task force was set up in the Pentagon um, in around 2007 at the instigation of Harry Reid, uh, who was Senate Majority Leader at the time, uh, who has a longstanding interest in UFOs, uh, who wanted to uh, authorize some Pentagon investigations into videos uh, like this that he had, he had heard rumblings about. And it went through a few different stages in the Pentagon, eventually Lou Elizondo, who uh, has become one of the most prominent voices on this, uh, who is a career intelligence guy in in the Pentagon, by his regulation, took it over and and, uh, started compiling uh, video evidence. And around this time, there was sort of 
some agitation for greater openness on uh, UFO matters from the outside. Uh, in particular, Tom DeLonge, who uh, was lead guitarist and one of the vocalists for the band Blink-182, uh, set up a group called To the Stars that was meant to be sort of like a hub of information about UFOs. And eventually, some of these videos made their way to To the Stars. Uh, to the Stars hired Lou Elizondo and another ex-Pentagon official named Chris Mellon. Um, and they started shopping these videos to journalists, uh, eventually got them in the hands of, of Leslie Keen uh, and Ralph Blumenthal, who was a former New York Times reporter. And from there, first they got Fleur and Gimbel into the New York Times, and then Go Fast was leaked a few months later. Um, and so it was really a circuitous process. And, and I think you're right that in some of these cases... Uh, these were videos that you would assume would be classified, but they were declassified uh, by the time that they were uh, released uh, and, and had gone through this process of internal review by the UAP task force. So just to be clear, we have Harry Reid, the senator from Nevada, where Area 51 is, starting up an effort back in 2007. And then there is a member of Blink-182 involved. And eventually these videos ended up being published by the New York Times. What happened next? Was there a response from the government once these were out in the open? Yeah, I think there was a, a major cultural shift after the New York Times story. I think some of the, the material in the story was was well known to people in the UFO community. There's been long been an online community of people interested in this stuff. Some of the videos had leaked in unofficial form already. Um, but the, the New York Times being interested in it kind of put a degree of legitimacy on the story that hadn't existed before. Um, and so not only did the Times do a bunch of follow-up stories, uh, do more interviews with pilots about their their uh, witness experiences, uh, but one thing that happened in 2019 is that the, the Navy started authorizing Navy pilots to report incidents like this and encouraging them to add to data on on these encounters with, uh, with strange objects or phenomena. And that sort of changed the culture a bit internally in the Navy. And then it sort of culminated in uh, a request from Congress uh, for uh, an unclassified version of the UIP task force report. To what degree do we expect that report to be explosive versus boring? What do you think is going to be in it? And what do ufologists think is going to be in it? So I have no special knowledge on what it's going to say. It's it's not released as of our recording. Um, what we've heard, uh, thanks to a report from Helene Cooper and Julian Barnes uh, in the New York Times, uh, is that it will confirm that in uh, the incidents reviewed, and we still don't know which incidents specifically they're going to review, but that none of the, the things seen were American vehicles. And that's important in that that's one hypothesis for what these were, uh, and a hypothesis that's been correct in the past. Area 51 uh, became infamous because it was a testing center for SR-71 and U-2 reconnaissance planes, uh, which are very uh, secretive, deliberately spooky-looking planes uh, that uh, unsurprisingly prompted a lot of, of UFO reports uh, when, uh, and they were in fact unidentified flying objects. They were just like U.S. military spy planes. But the report is expected to rule that out as an explanation for for the current crop of, of videos and reports. Um, beyond that, uh, the the Times also reported that they can't demonstrate any evidence that these are extraterrestrial in origin, which. We should expect this is not going to be a, a big blockbuster report where the government says aliens are real. Um, but beyond that, we don't have a lot of detail, and I'm, I'm really eager to dig into it. So it sounds like one possible explanation could be that 
their aircraft from another country or someone else's spy planes? Yeah. Um, so a guy named Tyler Rogaway has has outlined this theory uh, at length, and I uh, I encourage people to read his his work on this. It's it's very detailed and to me persuasive. Uh, so his theory is that this is many of these incidents are sort of drone swarms uh, from Russia or China. Uh, the idea there being drones are really cheap to manufacture. They're not. Uh, very difficult uh, technology. Uh, a country like China that has uh, long lagged the U.S. and aerospace stuff would be capable uh, of of deploying them. And just as we had U-2s and uh, SR-71s to spy on the Soviets, it makes sense that other countries would have reconnaissance reconnaissance drones um, and that they would be seen near naval bases, uh, which is the kind of thing that those drones would would be looking at if they were real. There are people who believe that this is extraterrestrial, who will insist that the things that they see these vehicles doing cannot be done by drones. I'm not sure that's true. And uh, Rogaway has has more technical detail on this, but uh, a lot of things that look crazy about these videos are like tricks of the eye or uh, an effect of camera placement. Um, And uh, while there aren't obvious explanations like that for everything. The drone explanation, the sort of Russia-China drone explanation, I think has a lot of evidence pointing its way. And it's obviously the kind of thing that, if true, uh, would be of great concern to the U.S. military. So there's been sort of an ebb and flow of work the government's been doing, but and that's sort of been reflected by the ebb and flow of mainstream public interest as well. UFOs were big when x-files were on and uh the 90s and the cold war was still a recent memory what do you think has has made it possible for uh ufos to jump back into the to the mainstream now why do you think that's happened um so i think some of it is as as you say the after the 90s there was sort of a technological shift that made this sort of easier for people to to dive into and, and share stories about um, a lot of UFO culture now exists on podcasts and on YouTube where people can dig into specific videos, can interview people who have seen specific things. Um, and YouTube and, and podcasts are great fora for that, um, that this is the kind of thing that they're built for. Um, and I think we're also at a point of near bottom trust in government, in institutions, I think you see that manifest itself in various ways, but but one of the ways is through conspiracy theories. I hesitate to use that term because I think a lot of people in the UFO world have theories about these things that they hold in good faith, and we genuinely don't have a definitive true explanation of a lot of these these things. It's not a situation like the JFK assassination where like there's a real thing that happened and then there are all these theories. But as people lose faith that the government is telling them everything, people start to wonder about what the government's hiding from them. One thing that's been interesting about the government's response here is that it's been very actively trying to suggest that it's not hiding anything from anybody, that they they want to proactively release things, they want to declassify things, they want to build some kind of public trust that that they're on the level on this stuff with with the public. The difficulty is that there's there's never going to be enough uh, for some quarters. Um, and there's there's a classified annex to this new report that's coming out I'm sure that that's going to feed suspicions that the classified annex is actually full of evidence that aliens have visited us. But uh, I think that's just symptomatic of a broader decline in social trust and trust in government. And I also have to wonder if increased interest in space travel has something to do with it, too. I mean, 
Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos is about to uh, become an astronaut. Uh, Elon Musk is talking about sending rockets to the moon. And it's almost like we have a different kind of space race happening right now that has more people looking to the sky. Yeah, we're we're in a, a private sector space race uh, for the first time. And and yeah, I, I, I've never heard that positive as an explanation for some of these sightings. I don't think... SpaceX is is pretty good, but that they, they do a good job of telling the government when they're doing something. Um, but uh, but yeah, there's there's more public fascination with with space and uh, space travel, and um, yeah, it's it's makes sense that it would translate to this. Dylan, thank you for joining us. To read Dylan's full story explaining this uptick in UFO interest, head to Vox.com. Thanks, Dylan. Thanks so much, Adam. 